0: Welcome to Monday Matinee on the Mutual Audio Network, hosted by Pete Lutz.
1: The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance.
0: Welcome to Season 14, Episode 570, the world's largest showcase of modern audio theatre, the Sonic Society. I'm your eagle-eyed host, looking down from my perch, Jack Ward, with my hawkish co-host, David O. Hi, everyone. Uh, hawkish, Jack? I was running out of bird metaphors, and I could hardly
2: refer to you as feathered. Uh, You could say I was looking a little beaky. Ah, there you go. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) <laughs> or, or that I was multi-talented. I should have talked to you before I wrote the script. <laughs> I'm just winging it.
0: Ah! One of the pieces of trivia I keep in my head for when I'm social in an unfamiliar location is the five-point personality quiz that's supposed to tell you something about someone you meet. The first question is, if you could be any wild animal in the world, what would you be and why? My answer is a hawk or a dolphin. But the hawk strikes me the
2: most. What's yours? Oh, uh... I'd probably go with an owl. An owl, and um, why? The why an is owl. the most important, apparently. Ah, the why, uh, because I've always wanted to be able to fly of my own accord, and owls just have a presence about them. Absolutely, and it's also all of the all of the raw mice. you can eat (laughs) of course
0: (laughs) apparently it's a 95% accurate psychology quiz that was put together by Harvard University's psych department so that was the first of the five right okay and the answer for that one is the elements that you see in the wild animal are the elements you see in yourself Mm -hmm. so I know uh, when I was picked mm. a hawk, I said I've always wanted to fly as well. And I like looking down and seeing the larger scale of things, mm-hmm. which is so much of, of my personality. Is I, am, mm. I am the long game kind of person. So. <laughs> <laughs> so while we consider our spirit animals, let's have a listen mm. to the fantastic <laughs> Hawk Chronicles out of WHCP, Cambridge, Maryland. And it all touches down here. On the Sonic Society. The Hawk Chronicles. Follow the adventures of Detective Kate Hawk,
3: who went from a Baltimore police detective to intergalactic investigator, from fighting crime on the streets to crime in the stars. And now, episode one, The Portal.
1: I'm Detective Kate Hawk, intergalactic investigator for the IDF, the Intergalactic Defense Federation. We patrol the vast expanse of space, maintaining order among the many worlds of our galaxy. I know, it sounds a little crazy, just a short time ago, my galaxy was Baltimore, from Patterson Park to Little Italy to Fells Point. The only aliens I dealt with were people with or without green cards. How I ended up here, well, it started like any other day at the precinct.
3: Buns. Yeah? A what? Where? How big is it? What do you mean it just appeared? Out of thin air, on the roof, (laughs) on a grocery store. Has anyone tried opening the door? Look, why can't you guys in uniform handle this? All right. Detective Hawk's coming in on shift. I'll brief her. We'll be out there. What's the address? Yeah, okay, got it. Uh, Look, in the meantime, do the usual. Secure the scene, canvas the area. Gather up some witnesses, okay? All right,
4: see you. Detective Barnes, what's cooking? Hey, rookie. Rookie? Still? I've been working traffic for three months. I know it's my first week with you guys, but when do I get to hear? Good morning, Officer Nelson.
3: Ah, maybe when the next rookie
4: comes on board. <laughs> Man, that's just... just whoa. Whoa what? Whoa that. That is... is whoa.
3: No, 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 no. <laughs> that's not a whoa. That's Detective Hawk. And I advise you, keep your woes to yourself. Hey, Barnes. Yeah, good morning, Detective Hawk.
1: What's with slack jaw? Better close your mouth. Or are you trying to catch flies? Flies?
4: Oh, no, but I wouldn't mind tackling something a little bigger.
1: Ever hear the expression, never mess with a hawk unless you can fly?
3: Fly? (laughs) All right, Casanova, get back on your perch before you crash and burn.
1: That's okay, Jim. Listen, rookie, I got a 4 p.m. workout scheduled. You're more than welcome to stop by and go one-on-one. If you think you're up to it.
4: Oh, yeah.
3: What are you going to wear? All right, Rookie, that's enough. I can tell you now, the last guy that took Detective Hawk up on her offer ended up wearing a neck brace. Took him three days to get over it. Kate, we got a weird one here.
1: He is a little strange, but I wouldn't call
3: him weird. Oh, no, I'm talking about a new case. Hey, Rookie, don't you have some filing to do?
1: Detective! You got
3: a date at four. Ah, Kate, don't go too hard on him. Replacements are hard to come
1: by. Whatever. So, what's the case?
3: Well, it's some kind of capsule tube thingy appeared on the roof of a small grocery store in Little Italy. I'm, I'm thinking it's some kind of prank or a party gone bad. Uh, the uniforms are there. We're canvassing the area. Uh, looking for anyone who might have seen something overnight.
1: How big is this thing?
3: Well, Officer Max on the scene. He said it was too big to carry. It didn't look like come apart. I got the address right
1: here. Hmm. Get Greenhorn's Slotjaw over there to contact the FAA. See if there was any chopper traffic in the area last night. I'll meet you in the parking lot.
3: Well, oh, I suppose that means you gotta drive again. Wouldn't
1: have it any other way. I thought it was gonna be just another routine day. Maybe someone built an elaborate pigeon roost, or a garden shed for a roof garden, or like Barnes said, a bad prank. I was totally unprepared for what laid in store for us all that morning. Would be something that changed the course of my life forever.
3: Well, this is it.
1: The building's not that high. I'd say they probably hauled whatever's up there from the roof.
3: Well, from what Max said, it's probably too heavy. It would have taken a serious block and tackle system.
5: The police?
1: Yes, I'm Detective Hawk. This is my partner, Detective Barnes.
5: And you are? Ellen. Ellen Farina. I'm the owner here. Miss Farina, can you tell me what's going on? It'll be easier if I can show you. We can take the old freight elevator here. I noticed it when I came in early this morning.
3: I noticed what?
5: The light. It was glowing, like someone had a campfire going on the roof. I was a little afraid to go up there alone. I thought maybe some homeless person was up there. Maybe had a barrel fire or something. Oh,
3: ma'am, what did you do then?
5: I waited for my clerk, Jeremy, to come in. I wasn't going up there alone.
1: And where's Jeremy now?
5: He's up on the roof with your officers. We couldn't believe what we saw. It's best if you see it for yourself. I called the police when we realized it was just too big for someone who pulled it up there. Plus, the only way to the roof is through the store here.
3: Now... Did you notice any signs of forced entry?
5: No, everything was normal, except for the strange glow on the roof. I hope you two can make sense of this. Well, there it is.
1: Neither one of us were prepared to see what we saw. It looked just like the hand-operated smokestack elevator that President Roosevelt used on the USS Potomac. It was a monument I'd known since childhood. It sits near the public fountain at my hometown's wharf. It looked like a smokestack with a bulkhead-type door on it, There was still a slight glow emanating from the base, and the cylinder was producing a faint humming sound. There were no markings, with the exception of a black ring around the top. Just like the elevator monument. Holy Roosevelt, Batman. Roosevelt? I swear, this is the same monument from Long Wharf back in my hometown. It was supposed to look like a smokestack on Roosevelt's yacht. He would pull himself up and down in it with a pulley. He was always worried about not being able to get up on the main deck just in case. Oh,
3: so you uh, you want me to call him, see if it's missing?
1: Yeah, Barnes, you do that. Hey, Mac, what do you have so far? More questions than
6: answers. No one saw or heard anything unusual last night. No security cameras covered the roof, and we've taken a close look at the roof walls here, and we don't see any rub marks. So it's not likely it was hauled up. Like
5: I told you, the only way up here is through the store, and it was still locked when I came in this morning.
6: Has Mac got here, same time I did this morning. They said there were no explosives detected or radiation. They can't explain the glow. There's no heat signature. I think this one's a case for the X-Files.
1: Well, Sully's retired, so I guess it's ours.
3: Hey, Nelson just texted. No uh, reports of any unusual aircraft in the area last night or this morning. Just a news chopper and the metro police chopper. Uh,
6: it's like this thing just materialized here.
1: Mac, where's the clerk?
6: We sent him back downstairs. We're getting the full statement from him, but I don't think he'll be any help. He basically saw what you're seeing now.
1: Miss Florina, we're gonna need you to keep the store closed today, or at least until we can clear this up.
5: Closed? I can't afford to lose the business. It's bad enough
1: as it is. Look, I understand, but think about what it's gonna be like around here once this news hits. A strange glowing object lands on your roof. You'll be the Roswell of the East. You think it's a UFO? No, I don't, but everyone else will conspiracists will be coming out of the woodwork. So I don't think one day clothes will hurt you in the long run. I didn't even think about that. We need to secure this area for a full investigation right now, so if you could go with this officer downstairs, we'll make sure we have your full statement.
5: Posters! T-shirts! Hats! This could be my golden goose! (laughs) Golden
3: goose? More like an albatross if you ask me.
1: Hey, Mac. Anyone try to open the door yet?
6: The hazmat guys looked it over pretty good. They didn't
1: find any kind of doorknob or
6: handle, but there is some symbol next to the door.
1: Oh, yeah.
3: Looks like it may be some sort of biometric panel.
1: Biometric panel? What, have you been watching the sci-fi channel again? Uh,
3: BBC. Uh, Anyway, maybe it opens by placing your hand over the panel here.
1: Are you crazy? Don't touch that. Max.
3: Hazmat guy says it was benign. No radiation, no heat or electrical current. See?
1: Nothing. Please tell me you dusted this thing for prints before you put your hands all over it? Of course we did. It was clean. All right. I want you to go downstairs and wrap up the statements from the owner and her clerk. Barnes and I will stay up here and keep working on our investigation.
6: You got it. Hey, no joyriding while I'm gone. So, Kate, what do you think?
1: You're going to think I'm losing it, but I feel drawn to this thing. Drawn? Something like that. Maybe it's because I've known what it looks like. My whole life.
3: What? It's calling out to you?
1: Something like that.
3: You seriously think someone would steal a monument and manage to somehow get it up on this roof with nobody seeing anything?
1: Well, it obviously wasn't stolen or else I would have heard about it. We need to get it off the roof and secured somewhere. Seriously? I mean, it's got to be some sort of prank.
3: Let's just take it apart and look for clues.
1: Jim, we don't have a clue what this is or why it's here. We need to get it to a secure location to do a thorough investigation. You flew choppers in the army.
3: You think about sling loading this piece of junk out of here.
1: You see any other quick way, without destroying the evidence? What would it take?
3: Well, the department has those new euros. It's an Airbus 350 hauls about oh, 2,400 pounds.
1: All right, set it up. Can you coordinate with Baltimore County PD and get a location at Martin State Airport to investigate it?
3: Yeah, but... But what? Seems like a drastic move for what looks like a prank to me.
1: Trust me on this one.
3: Uh <laughs> there goes that famous gut talking again.
1: And it's usually right. This biometric pad you mentioned, what do you think it does?
3: Well, you put your hand on it. Maybe it needs a woman's touch.
1: See, putting my hand here won't make any kind of... <laughs>
3: difference. Oh my god. You gotta be me.
1: Whoa, Kate, what are you doing? I'm gonna take a peek inside. Kate,
3: I don't think that's a good idea. Kate.
1: Jim. Jim, you're not gonna believe this. Believe what?
3: What am I not gonna believe? And don't tell me it's bigger on the inside.
1: No, there's another door. What?
3: What do you mean another door?
1: It looks just like the outer door.
3: That's not possible. There's no door on the other side. There's
1: nothing. But there is a door here. How can that be?
3: Look, it's obviously fake. Now, get out of there.
1: Oh, my God. It's... Kate! Kate! Kate!
3: Open the door! Kate! What has Kate Hawk found? Where does this mysterious door lead? Find out in Episode 2, The Awakening of The Hawk Chronicles. The Hawk Chronicles follow the adventures of Detective Kate Hawk, who went from a Baltimore police detective to intergalactic investigator, from fighting crime on the streets to crime in the stars.
1: In the last episode of The Hawk Chronicles. So what's the case?
3: That's some kind of capsule tube thingy appeared on the roof of a small grocery store in Little Italy.
5: Ellen! Ellen Farina! I'm the owner here! The light! It was glowing! Like someone had a campfire going on the roof! I swear this is the same
1: monument from Long Warp back in my hometown.
6: They didn't find any kind of doorknob or handle, but there is some symbol next to the door. Oh yeah. yeah. Looks like
3: it may be some sort of biometric panel.
1: Putting my hand here will make any kind of
3: difference. Oh, my God. You gotta be me. Whoa, Kate, what are you doing? I'm gonna take a peek inside. Kate, I don't think that's a good idea. Kate. There's another door.
1: Oh, my
3: God. (laughs) It's... Kate. Kate.
1: Kate, open the door. Kate. And now, episode two. The Awakening. Kate! Open the door! Kate! I'm alright. Hold on. Can you get out? I think so. Hey, listen, give me five minutes. There are some things here I want to look at a little closer, okay?
7: What things?
1: Five minutes, Jim. Then you can call in the cavalry.
7: No, I'm not leaving you in this can.
1: See? I can open the door. Now, I want you to go down and get mac That building next to us is only about a story higher than this one. Get a detail on that roof. Look for access from the street, rope markings, whatever. What are you going to do? I'm going to look at the inside here.
7: Look, I'm not not so sure that's a good idea.
1: The roof. Next door. Go. And let me know as soon as you line up that chopper in a space at Martin State.
7: All right. But I don't think you should close the... (coughs) door. Hard-headed woman door.
1: Let's see if you open. Hmm. So much for that idea. Kate. Who's there? Who are you? What do you want? And why is this thing here?
8: So many questions, Kate Hawk. But that's what we like about you.
1: We? Who are we? Listen, whoever you are, I admit this was a great prank. But this thing is coming off this building, and whoever we are will be reimbursing the city.
8: The thing of which you speak is more than you can understand right now. What? All will come to light in due time. I
1: want answers now.
8: In due time.
1: I said now, or I will have this oversized soup can dumped into the bay.
8: Very well. But you are not yet ready for what you're about to see. When the key lock glows, place your hand upon it. When the door opens, do not exit, or you will die.
1: What? So now you're threatening a police officer? When I find you, I'll...
8: Remember, Kate, do not exit, or death will be instantaneous.
1: This is crazy. There's no door on the outside. Oh, what the... Okay, here goes. No. It can't be. That's... It's impossible.
8: No, Kate. Don't move. Stay there.
1: But, it it's...
8: A home, yes, I know. And you are on the exact spot where your monument stands.
1: This is impossible. It's some sort of screen projection, or hologram.
8: A hologram that has wind you can feel, air you can smell.
1: Maybe. What is this thing?
8: The time is not yet right. You must proceed with your plan to move this... Super can.
1: Look, I don't know where you've hidden your camera or microphone, but I'll tear this thing apart, bolt by bolt, if I have to.
8: That won't be necessary, Kate Hawk. Please, step back.
1: Step back? Oh my god.
8: Hello, Kate. Mind if I come in?
1: Freeze. Don't move. Hands where I can see them.
8: Still think I'm a hologram? Go ahead, Kate. Touch me. I'm quite real.
1: Put your hands behind your head. Turn around slowly. When I slap these cuffs on you, then I'll believe you.
8: I'm the Controller. It's our desire that you work with us, in which case, I'll be your chief, so to speak.
1: Work with you? Are you serious? You just appear out of nowhere, tell me you're my Controller, and I'll be working for you?
8: What the- Kate, I know this is quite a lot, but we have chosen you for many reasons. The main one being your adaptability. Now, please, holster your weapon.
1: This is crazy.
8: I'm sure to you it is, but you must pull yourself together. Your associate will be returning soon. Proceed with your plans to move the stip to your aerodome.
1: Stip? Interstellar, space...
8: The space-time interstellar portal. You're standing in it.
1: Oh my god. You are aliens. That's
8: a matter of perspective, Miss Hawk. To me, you're the alien.
1: Ah. I I can't deal with this.
8: Neither could your father, at first.
1: My father? My father has been missing for five years. What do you mean, my father? Who are you people?
8: Your father has been missing, actually, for one year. The other three he was working with us.
1: No. No. My father would never leave without telling me. We are all each other had. He wouldn't do that.
8: Time is relative, my dear Kate. To you, it's been five years. To him, it was only the last year.
1: You're not making any sense. None of this is making any sense. You're not real. This whole conversation is not real. It's all... Do
8: you feel my grasp on your arm? Yes. Is it real?
1: I think so. I don't know what to believe right now.
8: Believe me, Kate. I am real. The stip is real. You're not crazy. Now... When your partner returns, you say nothing.
1: Right. I'm not going to tell my partner. I just went home by opening a door, Then met an alien who told me my father has only been missing one year. Wait, why one year?
8: Up until last year, your father was part of the Force, different from your Force. Then, a year ago, he was captured by members of R.A.I.T. R.A.I.T.? R.A.I.T. Rebels Against the Empire, and yes, we have just as many acronyms as you.
1: And they're in English.
8: Our universe is parallel to yours. We are alike in many ways. The rebels were transporting your father to their prison on a distant planet when the transporter carrying him was captured by an IDF patrol. The rebels claimed he was their spy, and your father was imprisoned. We want you to help us gain his freedom.
1: Look, controller, this is too much to take in.
8: It is understandable. When your associate returns, speak nothing of this, but proceed with your plan. Or you could tell him you went home and met an alien who could lead you to your father and
1: I get it, I get it, okay? I get it.
8: We'll be in touch soon, Miss Hawk.
1: Yeah, that's what I was afraid of.
7: Hey, are you still in there? Hey! Oh... Are you okay?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm fine.
7: I don't know, you don't look fine.
1: It, it's just the monument here. Made me start thinking about home.
7: Your dad.
1: All right, let's get the ball rolling on this lift. The sooner we get this thing out of here, the better. If the press gets wind of this, we'll have a mess on our hands. Well, have Miss
7: Bonham and Bailey downstairs, that's a given. She'll probably have called every tabloid in the country by now.
1: Right now, it's a prank, and that's how we'll handle it. A prank?
7: That's how we're gonna handle
1: it. You have a better idea?
7: Eh, prank works for me.
1: Convincing the public and the press that this was just an elaborate prank wasn't going to be easy. But what was really not easy was convincing myself that I hadn't just lost it, that it was all an hallucination. If I told anyone what happened, I'd be put out to pasture. But everything was in full motion now. After Max crew swept the interior for clues, the ground crew rigged the sling and cleared all obstacles, and the chopper lifted the stip, or whatever that thing is, and hauled it over to the airport, Barnes and I got back to the precinct, and I began my cover-up.
6: Hey, Detective, here are the statements from the store owner and the clerk. We didn't turn anything up on the adjacent building. We sent everything we collected from the cylinder to the lab, and you should get your results in a couple days. Maybe
1: next week. I guess we're a low priority. A homicide, an armed robbery,
6: and even though it's just outside of our jurisdiction, a possible arson in Federal Hill.
4: They're short-handed over there, so yeah, I'd say you're a low priority.
1: Thanks, Mac. I'll take it from here. Yo, Detective Hawk. Are we still on today? <laughs> Rookie. Sorry, new case. I've got to do some follow-up. I'll just have to whip your butt some other time.
4: Ooh, she's going to spank me. I'll be ready. Uh, He's persistent. Like a
7: migraine.
1: Any word on our cargo? Uh,
7: It's temporarily housed at the county hangar, but we can't keep it there long. Why, Why can't we just put it in the vehicle impound lot?
1: Because we need space to fully check this thing out. All this trouble
7: for a prank.
1: We both know that we have no idea what that thing really is. For all we know, it could be a test run for a terrorist group. Kate,
7: what's really going on here? What did you find inside that thing?
1: Enough to convince me that we need to take a closer look. Like,
7: why is there a door on the inside but nothing on the outside? Or more importantly, why does it look like a monument that you're so familiar with? When you told me your father took you to as a kid.
1: All of the above. Just follow my lead on this. Now if you excuse me, I've got a lot of paperwork to do, including a creative writing press release.
7: Now, have fun. I gotta go interview some witnesses about that suspicious fire over in Federal Hill.
1: All right. I'll be here for a while. (laughs) Detective Hawk. Detective Hawk. John Kierman, I'm calling about your unusual cargo that's here at Martin State. Yes. Are you with the Baltimore County Police Department? No, Detective. I'm a
9: private citizen offering you a secure, secret place to house your
1: cargo. I'm sorry, but why are you calling me? The object is supposed to be housed with the county, until I can find a suitable place. To conduct a thorough examination of
9: an extremely fascinating object. I have the perfect place. No prying eyes, plenty of room, and secure. Do the paperwork, meet me at the county hangar, and I'll have the equipment there to make the
1: move. Mr. Pierman, I have no idea who you are, or how you know about... The What? What? How did you... How did I know you had the step? The controller told me, Detective Hawk.
3: Who is Pierman? How does he know the controller? Find out in Episode 3 of The Hawk Chronicles, The Handler. The Hawk Chronicles follow the adventures of Detective Kate Hawk, who went from a Baltimore police detective to intergalactic investigator, from fighting crime on the streets to crime in the stars.
1: In the last episode of the Kate Chronicles... Kate! Open the door! I'm all right. Kate. Who's there? Who are you? What do you want? And why is this thing here?
8: So many questions, Kate Hawk. But that's what we like about you.
1: It's... A home. Oh my god.
8: Hello, Kate. Mind if I come in? I'm the controller. It's our desire that you work with us.
1: You just appear out of nowhere, tell me you're my controller, and I'll be working for you?
8: Proceed with your plans to move the STIP, the space-time interstellar portal.
1: Detective Hawk. Detective Hawk. John Pierman. Mr. Pierman, I have no idea who you are or how you know about... The STIP. How did you... How did I know you had the STIP? The
7: controller told me, Detective Hawk. The controller told
1: me. And now, the handler. So you're in on it too. I beg your pardon? You and this controller guy. You're both in on this elaborate prank that's gone too far.
9: I assure you, Miss Hawk.
8: There
5: is no prank. This is all
1: quite real. I don't know how you pulled it off. With a capsule on the roof and that illusion trick with this controller guy, but I'm not buying parallel dimensions. My father in a prison on some distant planet or this whole stip shtick. So now you're going to tell me you knew my father. I suppose next you'll tell me that you bounced me on your knee. Oh, you remember that. <laughs> Look, Pearman, this has gone far enough. You have to move the step, and you know that. I'm offering you a space to not only store it, but thoroughly investigate it. And there is no cost to the city. And how, exactly, do you propose I tell my superiors that an anonymous benefactor will store official evidence for free? Quite And why is it that I've never heard of you? How often do you work cold case files, Detective? I don't. Then I suggest you talk with your peers in cold case, and I'm sure they'll verify my company.
9: Pierman Secure Storage. Once you're satisfied, meet me at Martin State County Police Hangar. In, let's
1: say, two hours? I'll do just that, Mr. Pierman, and if I find out you're a hoax, I will come after you. Fair This case was going nowhere, but deeper and deeper into the twilight zone. I had nothing to lose, so I checked with my captain, and apparently, Pearman's security storage is legit. The department, along with county and state agencies, use his company to store old case files and evidence. Within the hour, I had the transfer approval, and I was off to St. Martin's Airport truck with a boom hoist. Hmm. I should do the trick. Mr. Pierman?
9: Yes, Kate. So good to see you again.
1: Again? I don't recall ever having met you.
9: Well, you were quite young, my dear. Ah, I see you have the necessary paperwork. We'll get her loaded and move to my warehouse, and I'll sign the necessary papers.
1: I'm still not sure about this. Your company checked out, but I'm having a hard time trusting you, especially when you talk about knowing my father and me.
9: Well, that's perfectly understandable, my dear. It's a lot to take in all at once. I tell you what, let's get this old girl loaded onto the truck and into my warehouse, and then we'll have a nice chat and clear things up.
1: Quite honestly, the more you tell me, the cloudier it gets. (laughs) And apparently, I don't have much choice in the matter. Get it moved. I didn't know what else to do but move it to the warehouse and let Pierman do his thing. His warehouse was right next to the airstrip. And in no time, he had it sitting on the floor of this huge warehouse. A big forklift came and transported it to a medium-sized room. A worker placed it onto what looked like a prefabricated landing pedestal with steps all around it. There were monitors and keyboards, lights and buttons lining one wall. It looked like an ATC control tower. What is this place? Some sort of command room? In a sense,
9: yes. It's a stip dock. One of many between our worlds and throughout the galaxy.
1: A parking lot or launch pad? I don't understand.
9: Well, uh, how can I explain this? I only know the fundamentals.
1: So you're responsible for this thing, and you don't even fully understand how it works.
9: Well, then... You have a television, do you not? A couple. So tell me, how exactly does it work? How do you manage to pull the high-definition images and sound out of the air?
1: I push the power button on the remote.
9: Well then, there you have it. What you're seeing here is the Stips power button. And I'm the one who gets to push it.
1: You said that these docks are scattered all over creation. So you have Roosevelt's private elevator all throughout the universe.
9: (laughs) Yes, we have them all throughout, but no. They don't all look like Roosevelt's elevator. Each dock is its own local landmark. The Stip merely cloaks itself to replace that structure.
1: Why do you need these docks? Can't this Stip thing go anywhere?
9: Oh yes, yes it certainly can. But one must know where one is going, or most certainly where one is landing.
1: So when I saw my hometown public wharf, I was on a dock. In fact, I landed on the actual monument. I could see out, but couldn't walk out, or I'd die. And I didn't see any consoles anywhere.
9: It's only a dock, not a controlled dock, and you could have died because the portal wasn't fully opened. You would have been crushed by the actual monument. My dear, it's quite complicated. Let me see if I can better illustrate it. Did you ever play with Tinker Toys?
1: No, but I know what they are. Basically wooden wheels, and you stick in wooden dowels like spokes and connect all the wheels together?
9: And you end up with a spider web of hubs connected to dowels. The hubs are the docks, and the dowels are the paths of travel. Many call wormholes. The stip merely travels these paths and docks, then creates a tear in the fabric of space called a portal. When the stip leaves, the portal and the tear is closed.
1: So why the need of docks? Can't you just land and create a hole?
9: Oh dear, dear no. We can't just pop off willy-nilly and land anywhere. We could end up a thousand feet in the air, or underwater, or on a busy street, or inside a mountain. We need the dock to ensure a safe landing. That wouldn't draw a lot of attention.
1: (laughs) A safe landing? Like, not on top of a building in Baltimore?
9: Yes. Well, that was a bit embarrassing. With someone controlling the path, the stip can... Fear off course and land in the wrong spot. Landing on top of the building was a stroke of luck. Uh, Excuse me, Mr. Bellman, but the uh, STIP is secure and ready. Will there be anything else? No, that will be all. Go ahead, I'll close up. Um, now where were we?
1: Hold on a minute. That guy just said the STIP is secure.
9: Yes, Kate. He's one of us.
1: Us? How many us are you talking about?
9: We are five in total at this facility. This We are scattered around your world, fully assimilated into each society. I assure you, we mean no harm. Then
1: why are you here?
9: To make sure that this world doesn't do something to adversely affect or possibly destroy our world, since we live so close together. There are times when the fabric between our worlds gives a little. That shadow out of the corner of your eye, the voices picked up on digital recorders and EMF readings from your ghost hunters... All a thinning or slight tear between our worlds.
1: And you're here to patch things up when the tear gets too big.
9: You're catching on quickly, Kate.
1: My God, how long have your people been among us?
9: We realized that things were getting out of hand after your first major world war. Technology was advancing rapidly, and it was inevitable that nuclear power was close at hand. During your second world war, it was apparent to us that technology needed to be sped along. Millions of lives would have been lost if the war went any longer, so we intervened.
1: You mean you were there, fighting in World War II? Only
9: as advisors. Near the end of the war, a P-51 fighter pilot disappeared on a mission over China. He managed to find a small rip in the space fabric. It was a rare combination of electrical storms in each of our worlds at the same spot at the exact same time. A simultaneous lightning strike and bang! There he was in the wrong dimension.
1: Wait a minute. The Navy training mission in the Bermuda Triangle. All of those planes disappearing for no known reason.
9: No actually. That was merely pilot error and bad weather. We had nothing to do with your Bermuda Triangle. So
1: this P-51 pilot? What happened to him?
9: Well, after getting adjusted to what happened, he worked with us, and your then president, to build the first successful atomic bomb, the STIP was made to emulate the president's private elevator. It was the best way for your father to meet with him and resolve this whole war matter.
1: My father? Are you nuts? My father fought in Vietnam, not World War II, and he flew Phantoms, not P-51s.
9: Yes. Phantoms in Vietnam, F-86 Sabres in Korea, and the P-51 in the Pacific Theater in World War II. That pilot, who ripped through the terror over China, was your father.
1: My dad was not old enough to have done those things. Kate,
9: remember the controller told you that although your dad was missing five years, to him it was only one. Traveling through the galaxy between worlds, all with their own time continuum, time and aging become relative. You have no relatives because your father, through his travels, outlived them all. Your mother, on the other hand, did die right after your birth. She had no idea of what your father did. He returned to your world, still a young man. After Vietnam, he returned to us shortly before he went missing. We needed his services, and he
1: was happy to oblige. The monument. That's why it was so important to him. I always wondered about that. I mean, it was just a hand-operated elevator to me, but to him, it was a completely different life.
9: Well, Kate, it sounds to me like you're growing to accept the situation.
1: Mr. Pierman, what, what choice do I have? I either accept that the world is not as I have known it to be, or I'm certifiably crazy, and my next post will be as a patient in the state hospital.
9: Let me assure you that you're not crazy. I'm real, your father is still alive, and we need you to help us free him.
1: But why me? What's so special about me?
9: Above all, you're a good detective. You are also quite capable of taking care of yourself. And most importantly, your father needs you.
1: Listen, as crazy as all this sounds, I can't just up and quit the Force and disappear. I'm not like my father.
9: We're dealing with a complicated set of physics rules, too difficult to explain. But I assure you that every precaution will be taken so that your absence will hardly be noticed. What may seem like days to you will only be hours to everyone else here. I
1: don't know. I don't know. I need to think about it. But then again, if I think about it, I may take up drinking. <laughs> What was that?
9: The stip was a little overused. We're charging the system to run diagnostics.
1: Which brings me back to my question that you never answered. What was it doing on the roof of a grocery store in Baltimore?
9: It was stolen, Kate. Stolen by an inmate at the prison where your father is being held. That's one reason why your father's in jail. They felt that he was an accomplice somehow. The man who escaped is very dangerous.
1: And when the capsule crashed on the roof, he managed to escape.
9: He was immeasurably lucky that he landed on solid footing.
1: And they blame my father.
9: The STIP doors should not have opened for anyone, except for your father. Once opened, the prisoner could reprogram the STIP to open for him in your world. You have to find him, Kate, before it's too late.
1: Too late
9: for what? Too late for your world. <laughs>
3: The Hawk Chronicles follow the adventures of Detective Kate Hawk, who went from a Baltimore police detective to intergalactic investigator, from fighting crime on the streets to crime in the stars.
1: In the last episode of The Hawk Chronicles... There is no prank. You have to move the step, and you know that. I'm offering you a space
9: to not only store it, but thoroughly investigate it. Meet me at Mountain State County Police Hagger.
1: What is this place?
9: It's a STIP dock.
1: Hold on a minute. That guy just said the STIP is secure.
9: Yes, Kate. He's one of us. Us? We are scattered around your world, fully assimilated into each society. I assure you, we mean no harm. Near the end of the war, a P 51 fighter pilot disappeared on a mission over China. A simultaneous lightning strike, and bang! There he was in the wrong dimension. Well, after getting adjusted to what happened, he worked with us and your then president. It was the best way for your father to meet with him and resolve this whole war matter. My
1: father? Why me? What's so special about me? Your father needs you. And now, the hunt begins. Hold on, Pierman. First you tell me you're a space traveler in a parallel world where my missing father is doing time because an alien stole your spacecraft, brought it here to Baltimore, escaped, and now the world might end.
9: I believe that's a fair assessment, Kate.
1: A fair assessment? You say, a fair assessment? I say, it's a crock.
9: (laughs) Ms. Hawk, I know that this is quite a bit to take in all at once, and it sounds implausible, but I assure you, The situation is quite real, and a dangerous man is on the loose. If
1: it's so real, and so dangerous, and you people can zip through space and punch holes between worlds, why can't you just send your best people over here and find them?
9: There are several reasons. For one, when I said that our world knows about you, I'm speaking of a select few. Our general population has no idea that you exist, or that the STIP exists.
1: So if you went to a detective in your world and told him what you told me... They
9: too would think that I was either crazy or pulling a practical joke on them. Well,
1: right now, I feel the same way. So aside from that, why don't you just come and get him?
9: We cannot run the risk of being discovered for who we are. It is best that you do the majority of the investigating. We will assist you in any way that we
1: can. (laughs) Well, that's all well and good. But what do I do with this... this... whatever he is, after I capture him? I just tell my commander, It's okay, boss. I'm turning him over to an intergalactic police squad, so we don't need to prosecute.
9: You leave that part to me, Kate. You investigate, you find him, and we can take it from there.
1: Oh, I see. I just tell my superiors, Yeah, I made the collar, but he disappeared to another dimension, so he's their problem now. No, not
9: another dimension. Another jurisdiction. What? When the time comes, we will make the arrangements for the prisoner to be extradited to another jurisdiction, and he will disappear from your world. And as far as your people will know, he's serving
1: time in another state. I just don't see how you're going to pull that off, Pierman.
9: Connections, my dear Kate, connections. Now, go back to the precinct and get started.
1: Get started? I have no clue what this man looks like, how old he is, what he was wearing, where he might go, how dangerous he is, nothing. And you expect me to find him?
9: There will be some information awaiting you back at your desk. Look at it carefully and do what you do best, Kate. Investigate. How... We have people. Now go.
1: I didn't know what to believe, who to trust, or really what to do. All I could do is what Pierman said. Go back to the office and see if there was something there to go on. I couldn't help but think about my partner. How was I going to tell Barnes that we're looking for an escapee? Escapee from what? A prankster's prop? This was going to be tough. Sure, I could tell him the whole story about parallel worlds and all the crazy things I heard today. I'm sure he'd come and visit me at the state hospital. No, I'll just have to act on what evidence is collected. If there's any evidence at all.
4: Hey, Detective Barnes. Not the one I was looking for. Ah, rookie.
7: Uh, the filing
4: cabinets over there. What? Oh, no. Th- these are for the better-looking partner. So, where is the lovely Detective Hawk? I have something for.
7: Look, Nelson. You're better off being more professional. And forget about any designs you might have on my partner.
4: Whoa, he, he called me Nelson. Yeah, but uh,
7: didn't your mother call you by all three names when you was in trouble?
4: Yeah, when I heard all three, it was time to hide. So, where is Detective Hawk? She's en route, uh, coming back for an investigation. The can on a hot tin roof one? What do you need, rookie? Some uniform gave me this packet for Detective Hawk. He said it was preliminary findings from the event from this morning.
7: I just put it on her desk over there. I'll make sure she looks at it.
4: I could just wait over here and make sure she gets it. Or you could just leave
7: it like I said and uh, not go back to traffic patrol.
4: Yeah, I'll just leave it on the desk here. Hey, just make sure she knows I brought it. (laughs) Yeah, rookie. (laughs) I'll be
7: sure to do that.
1: Talking to ourselves again, Jim?
7: (laughs) Hey, hey, Kate. Yeah, long days and the heavy caseloads will do that.
1: To go at the airfield. Interesting, to say the least. How about you? What's going on with this possible arson fire?
7: Well, not much to go on right now. Looks like the uh, target was a high-end electronics shop. Fire marshals still out there. I hope to have a cause and point of origin soon. So uh, you find a home for your monument.
1: Look, it's not my monument. It's like you said, probably an out-of-hand prank.
7: Oh, changing our
1: tune, are we? <laughs> no. Just keeping all options open. Could be a prank. Could be a spaceship. And now the city is full of little green men running around abducting people in their sleep.
7: (laughs) I thought they were gray.
1: Well, you are the expert in these matters.
7: Hey, uh, speaking of weird little men, uh, Nelson left you something on your desk. Uh, You
1: just missed it. You might be able to catch him if you hurry. Ha ha. Very funny. This packet is from him? (laughs)
7: Yeah. He wanted to give it to you in person I'm sure you're heartbroken.
1: Jim, did he say where he got this?
7: I uh, just said it was a uniform. Probably, uh, I don't know, from one of the guys uh, from this morning. Could have been Mac. I don't know.
1: I thought Mac said this case was low on the priority list, and it could be a week before we got all the results.
7: Hard to say, Kate. The uh, arson's still tied up with the fire marshal. The shootings are still in the first 48. Hey, be happy you got something. Uh, by the way, what did you get?
1: Uh, not much. Looks like they were able to lift some partials, besides mine, from the interior of the... the monument thing.
7: Oh, good. Maybe we'll figure out uh, who built this tin can and nail them for trespassing. I mean, that's all it is, isn't it? Trespassing? Maybe some mischievous behavior.
1: Why is this such a priority to you? Come on, Jim. A welded container on a roof, glowing lights and humming sounds... Doesn't it pique your curiosity? Mm, a little
7: bit, especially when that uh, thing slammed shut, and you were in there. I, I thought it was some kind of booby trap or something. But you know, you seem fixated on it.,
1: oh, come on, Jim. How would you feel if you were still working a beat back in Beantown and a childhood monument of yours just appeared on a roof?
7: <laughs> I'd say, how God's name did somewhere get Fenway Park up there? <laughs> that would be some big roof. Go ahead, make fun of me. I'm sorry, Kate. Yeah, it's very strange someone would make a mock-up monument that's from some obscure little town.
1: Obscure?
7: Come on, we know the real Cambridge is in Massachusetts.
1: Well, for me, it's in Maryland, and this monument means something. Of all the structures around, why was it one that has special meaning to me? That's why this is such a priority to me. Look, it's pretty late. It's been a long day. I'm going to take this home, make a latte, and curl up with some interesting reading.
7: Well, I'm going to enjoy a lager of Boston's finest, uh, even if I did buy it in a Balmer.
1: See you in the morning.
7: Later. Yeah, Mac, what's up? Yeah, Jim, did Hawk get that evidence packet? Yeah, Nelson brought it a few minutes ago. Somebody pulled some strings somewhere. It went from back burner to top of the list. Is there something we Come on. It's Kate Hawk. Half the guys in the precinct are trying to outdo each other to impress her. (laughs) Somebody probably pulled some strings to push it through. Yeah, I thought
4: the same thing. Whoever it is will probably try to collect. Well, the only one I
7: know trying to do that doesn't have any strings to pull.
8: (laughs) you got to be talking about that rookie. Nelson, is it?
7: Yeah, he's a trip, ain't
8: he? Well, for whatever reason, you guys should have something to go on. I'm really curious to see what that whole thing on the roof was all about.
3: Well, that makes at least three of us.
7: So, was there anything in there worthwhile? About the only place that had prints was on a lit pad
9: inside. There were too many. We got some partials, and we did get Kate's off the
8: inside door, but not much else. Listen, Jim, keep me
7: posted. Ah, will do. Thanks.
1: I couldn't think straight driving home. When I left the apartment this morning, I was looking forward to another day of just being Baltimore's finest. I wasn't expecting to return with a case of an escaped alien prisoner from a prison holding my missing father in a parallel dimension. It's just too much. I'm thinking the latte might turn into a nice wine and a soothing bath. Let's see. Lavender latte or vanilla iced latte. (laughs) Maybe a nice Chardonnay. Ah, come on. At least let me get my shoes off. Hawk? Well, Detective, did you get the packet? Pearman, yeah. Uh, Just like you said, I haven't really looked through it yet. Doesn't look like much. There's partial prints and trace evidence of some kind of soil. I don't think there are any clear prints. Just smudges and partials. What is it you want? I want you to fax the partial prints to me. We will use our database to investigate and get you some leads. And again, how do I explain these leads with little or no evidence?
9: Trust me, Kate Hawk, I'll take care of things. You just do
1: what you do best. Yeah, I know. Investigate. Alright, I'll start sending these over. What's the number?
9: You should have it now. Keep a record of this. We'll be
1: using it quite often. With all the technology you have, I'm using a fax machine. And probably smoke signals. Not
9: quite. Ah, uh, here it comes now.
1: Let me do a quick scan. But our lab indicates here that they're only partials, and we couldn't match them to anything in our database. Which doesn't surprise me. Our alien database is pretty sparse. Our technology is a little ahead of yours. We can match
8: these prints with very little data available. I'm running the partials now.
1: Any chance of sharing that technology? It sure would make my job a lot easier. But Why do you even need prints at all? You've got to know who escaped. Two inmates escaped, or at least
9: attempted to escape. Both were very dangerous men. One was vaporized when he tried to break through an HEFF. That's a hyper-energy force field. It disturbed the field long enough for his cellmate to make it through before the field regenerated. We couldn't identify the body, because there was nothing left to
1: identify. So these prints are just facts. Why am I not surprised? Kate, he's one of yours. Extremely dangerous and unstable. One
9: of ours? I told you before that you needed to find whoever escaped before it was too late for your world. Both were threats to your world. But with this positive identification,
3: it might be too late for both of our worlds. Who is this man who is a threat to both worlds?
2: Find out in the next episode. Hot Chronicles The Noose Titans And that's this week's show Please send us your comments and thoughts To sonicsociety at gmail.com Remember this is our fourth week of Thursdays Which means we get to have a listen To what the Empire Network has produced So for Jack Ward and myself We'll see you back here next Tuesday For another great modern audio drama feature Until then I'm David Alt, And I'm Jack Ward Good night Good night
0: This has been an Electric Vicuna production.
10: Hi, this is John Bell. They say a picture is worth a thousand words. In my podcast, Bells in the Battery, I usually surpass a 1,000 words. Boy, does he. But for every episode, there is also a picture. You mean that itty-bitty picture that you see when you bring up the episode? Yes, that's called a thumbnail. They're drawn on thumbnails? But now you can see all the thumbnail pictures in large format by going to the Bells in the Bat Free Gallery. art over the years, and a few surprises. So when you're in the mood for a picture instead of a thousand words, especially his his words, go to thebatfree.com and click on Gallery. And be sure to clean your thumbnails before viewing.